You're listening to the Daily Saint Podcast, the podcast for people of faith who simply want to get things done. My name is Mike St. Pierre, and I want to thank you for listening to today's cast. We're going to be talking about three ways to balance your inputs with your outputs, and we'll talk about what exactly that means and three practical ways that you can keep things in check. I wrote a post about this not too long ago from a leadership perspective where I was looking at the balance that's really needed, and it's a bit of a balancing act for leaders because they spend so much of their time making decisions and creating things. And what I found is that especially for young leaders or people who've been in their position a long time, they sometimes forget that you need to listen as much as you need to speak. So let's set the context for today's conversation. It's summertime here in New Jersey, and I'm recording on July 30th, 2012, from the beautiful Freelingheisen Arboretum here in Morristown, New Jersey. I'm sitting on this beautiful teak bench. I'm surrounded by these lush trees. It's an incredible place to be, and I love coming here to read or simply to podcast or to process the day after a full day of work. And this is a great time for me to get a few inputs after what really was a day where I was producing a lot of different things. And summer is like that. It's the great, perfect opportunity to put things in perspective, take a step back and look at how your life is in check and in balance. I took a vacation recently with Carrie and the kids and we went down to Florida to visit with my folks. What I found was that it took me a good three or four days to really unplug and unwind. I feel a little guilty saying this, but I'll just come right out and admit it. I was checking my email constantly. It took me three or four days to figure out that I could actually put my icon on my iPhone for Sparrow. That's the email app that I use. And I could put it on a back page. It made it a little bit more difficult for me to check email. And as a result, I stopped checking and I was able to enjoy what really mattered at that moment, which was going to the beach, spending time with the kids, being present to Carrie, and just enjoying what a vacation should be about. I don't know if you can relate to this as a leader, but many times when we try to get away, we cannot tune the noise of our daily schedule out completely. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you're a technology user like myself, and who isn't these days, at least on some level, then you might remember the Atlantic article from 2008 related to Google and whether or not Google is making us stupid. Now, that seems like a long time ago, 2008, but the author at the time was aware that our increased use of the internet and technology in a way opens up incredible doors for us. We can look up any bit of information any time of the day, any day of the week, and that's really an advantage. Unfortunately, it also makes it so that we're not memorizing things as much as we used to. We're not accessing those more primitive parts of our brain that a generation ago were very much front and center. Well, a few weeks ago, Newsweek came out with a piece called I Crazy about how the internet and extreme uses of the internet might not only be making us stupid, but might be making us stupid at a faster pace than ever before. And you may want to reference Michael Hyatt's excellent post in which he talks about that Newsweek article, and I'll place that in the show notes. So how do you balance your inputs with your outputs? 
Well, I would like to give you three suggestions, but let me define terms before we do that. When I talk about inputs, I'm talking about music that you're listening to, TV shows that you're watching, movies that you're enjoying, articles that you're reading, blog posts that you're consuming. You get the point. And when I talk about outputs, I'm talking about the converse. I'm talking about things that you're writing, songs that you're composing, conversations that you're having, all of those things that are coming out of you. So, with that said, how do you balance your inputs with your outputs? Here are three suggestions. Here we go. Number one, get clear on your own levels of introversion versus extroversion. I'll put in the show notes, but you might want to pick up a copy of Susan Cain's book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And it's on the New York Times bestseller list, and it's been there for quite a few weeks now. But Susan talks about the real difference between introverts and extroverts. It's not so much about whether one group is shy or not. It's more about the level of stimuli that a person needs to really feel alive and engaged. And an introvert is going to be a person who reads a lot more. An introvert is going to be somebody who really finds quiet and introspection a daily practice. It's something that they they, cry, they crave, they thrive on. Whereas an extrovert is somebody who just loves being around other people and they find a lot of external stimuli tremendously energizing. Being around people, going to parties, socializing, um, all these kinds of things. So this is my first point. You want to get clear on your own levels of introversion or extroversion. If you're an extrovert, finding quiet time, in other words, giving you some space for those inputs is very, very important. And you're going to have to work a little bit harder at this. Whereas if you're an introvert, you're somebody who finds the inputs very natural. You're a person who's a reader. You're a person who's reflecting. You might be a journal writer. And you're going to need to work a little bit harder at building relationships with people, at listening, at using your voice, whether that's a voice online or whether it's a voice out in the open in social settings. But you've got to get clear on your own levels of introversion versus extroversion so that you don't skew in one way or another. Number two, inputs are great, but consumption alone can quickly throw your spiritual life out of kilter. In other words, you do not want to be simply a consumer of information. You want to have a balance between consumption and creation. You need to talk to God and guess what? And this is much harder for me. You've got to listen to God. Number three, you want to practice robust silence and bursts of creation. Let me say that again. You want to practice robust silence and bursts of creation. See, silence is something that you have to practice it. You have to practice just sitting and being alone with your thoughts and being alone with God. Likewise, these bursts of creation are what we often call being in the zone or flow or GTD, whatever you want to call it. But you know it when you're there. And boy, does it feel good. I spent about five hours in our yard this past weekend just getting things done, trimming hedges, uh, clearing brush. And before I knew it, it it must have been five or six hours that I spent out in the yard. And it was just incredible. That's what it's like to be in the zone or to practice flow time seems to disappear. It just doesn't matter because you are so focused at what you're doing. It's really exciting. So you want to cultivate these bursts of creation. 
And really, these bursts of creation are nothing more than immersion. And let's be honest, right? Great things happen through immersion rather than through flirting with things. Just like marriage, you need profound moments when you can look your spouse in the eye and have a real deep conversation where you're listening and speaking. You've got to be still and energetic at times. And it's not that the two are exclusive of one another, but clearly you've got to cultivate that balance between these bursts of creation and practicing robust moments of silence where you can just be. You know, we're not human doings, we're human beings. And it's cliche, but it is true. So I'm wondering how you balance your inputs with your outputs and what suggestions do you have for our readers and the listeners of the Daily Saint podcast? You can head over to thedailysaint.com for input and a ton of related articles. You know, we've been writing on the blog for almost 10 years. And so, yes, you could read over 700 posts, but if you're like me, that's probably not going to happen. So head on over, click on some of the category and topic areas, and give us your sense of how you're balancing inputs with outputs. So remember, your work matters to God, and God is there to be found in the world of work.